0: Welcome to Echoes
1: of Glory. I'm AST. I'm Stato.
2: I'm Don. And I'm Abbas.
0: Definitely the best people have turned up today. So, <laughs> it's been a weird one because there hasn't been a weekend without football. We've had the Champions League final, we're going to have the the Charity Shield and then the Premier League starts again. We've in fact we've had the the Champions League qualifiers being played before the Champions League finals. It's been a bit of a mad year for football, but what I wanted to t- so we're we're back for a pre-pre-season episode and the reason that we're here is this podcast was started well it's just about to go into its 10th season and it was started by fans for fans and I still think it's the only podcast that is there by fans for fans we're not commercial at all um and there is one fan going through a tough time his name is Dave Wilson and so we're here to talk about the things that he loves because he needs to hear about Tottenham um we were brought this was brought to our attention by Joanna, his daughter, so we're sending love to her. But Dave was a goalkeeper. He loves goalkeepers. He lives through many different decades of Spurs, but the one he, he wants to talk about, the clues I've been given are Modric, Lennon, Gomez. They're the three names we're gonna talk about then. But his wife is Croatian, I believe. And so we're gonna talk about the Spurs-Croatian connection. So Stato, what have you got to tell us?
1: Predominantly, our uh, Croatian connections come through um, a period of about four years, 2008 to 2012, when we had four Croatians on the books. Very simple quick quiz for you guys. Come on, let's name them all. Oh, Modric, Francia, Troluka, Pleticosa. Stepe, Pleticosa. One game, a goalkeeper, so obviously uh, Dave would be interested in him. Um but just the one game and it was a 4-1 loss in the League Cup tie. Was it? I thought, To our rivals from Woolwich. I I thought he never played. Oh, no, he did. He played one League Cup game. And from memory, it was like rednap played half, sort of like Calker made his debut aged about 19, <laughs> but played alongside, I don't know, I suspect Dawson. And like the central midfield with like two 19-year-olds, but then he did put maybe Lennon and, you know, another experienced player out wide, but... I think we held them for 1-1 and then got got, got absolutely gubbed in extra time.
0: Oh, that uh, sounds familiar, you know. That's yeah, so familiar. that was
1: his only appearance. Yeah. But um, obviously the other guys had a longer and more successful um, time with the club. Um, Luca being the star star man. Um, I'd forgotten that he broke his leg when he was with us in 2009.
0: Well, we'll go uh, on to Modric because I think he's a very interesting char- character, you know.
3: Definitely. Just, just quickly, did we sign um, Luca before Modric or was it the other way around? I'm, I'm just... Um, I thought he came I afterwards. He I think look?
1: afterwards, yeah, because he was at City, wasn't he?
3: Yeah. That's
0: right. Which people forget about. This was before City were totally money dominated. Yeah. Or blood oil money dominated.
1: Yeah, now he made his debut in September 2009. So Luca would have done a whole season um, first, starting in August 2008. He's still playing
0: he's still playing yeah. for the locomotive moscow he's not
1: lost his pace because he's never <laughs> had any
0: yeah, he's, um, like Sheringham. he's basically the croatian teddy sharing i
1: i loved okay we'd really gone a long while without you know really having a international sort of quality right back and although he wasn't quick he was defensively sound and we've oh, had a true. lot of you know the types of players like carl walker afterwards who were you know super fast but you know, not in any way defensively minded or, um, you know, prepared. But yeah, Modric had that first season just on his own. And then Crenshaw and um, Choluca signed the following season. And then I think we got Pettikosa on loan uh, in 2010. And he was there on a season on loan um, from Spartak Moscow, from memory. Pettikosa
0: said it was the worst decision he ever made. Really? Yeah, he said it was the worst decision he ever made in his career.
1: He even 100 caps for croatia i mean not necessarily at the time but um you know he was a, the first choice goalkeeper for croatia and then for around that 2009 2010 he only played four games so he must have fallen out of favor um having played you know nine or ten every year for all mm. the years around it but um yeah he, he went back off and i think he went back to russia to rostov but anyway it's not the sleepy pletikosa show let's talk more about Crenshaw was a fine player, wasn't he? Crenshaw was brilliant.
2: What a man. What
0: a man. I mean, beautiful for a start. Yeah. I think we, we've had a history of really good-looking players, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> I remember reading that his dad was a football coach, not a particularly... coach,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And so there was always... Because Crenshaw was predominantly on the bench because he tended to play in that attacking midfielder role and we had other players who were there who would be doing that. I mean, van der Vaart was there at the same time, I think. And... And there was, you know, it it was that his dad was a coach and so he knew the importance of being a support player. And I always loved that and always, I never feel comfortable. I I always want to play a scale of ambition to be higher than that. And I'm sure it was, but he was a proper Harry Redknapp player, wasn't he? He I
2: thought
1: he was a very Tottenham player of the 80s. You know, the fancy Dans and top Shaggers. He was a a player, (laughs) you know, a, a pretty boy, but, you know, you couldn't rely on him to... Necessarily so do it away at Stoke on a wet Tuesday night, but you know well, the he way, could uh, smash one he, he, in.
2: Did did he not score against Stoke? He
1: did, but that that was kind <laughs> of point. The, <laughs> the exception that proves the rule, isn't it?
0: He scored two goals, two late goals, two winners a game, two home games in a row. I th- oh, it was two games in a row, wasn't it? Do you remember? I think one, wasn't them, one of them stoke, both of them outside the box. Bolton and Sunderland, I think. They're the ones. They're the ones. I loved him. Just, I loved yeah, him. No, he
1: was, it was only cost us two and a half million. So he was a, from Portsmouth. So, he'd, you know, it wasn't like a risk because you, you knew he'd already been able to do it in the Premier League. So Just, kind of coming from starting at Portsmouth to, to play off the bench at Tottenham,
2: it's, it's kind of a fair reflection, do you not like, think? I no, think I, agree. I think um, I think Nico was like like you said, that a player that we that just I think ticked all the boxes under Harry. Um, but just just on um, Choluka, um got a question for you three. I don't know if you know the answer to this, stat. Or you probably do. But Cholucca scored, I believe, one league goal for Spurs. Do you know who that was against?
1: Yeah, that
2: was
0: Bolton. Is that right? No, I don't know. In a, Sorry, so i I well, muted myself there, now. but
2: yes, it was. It was
1: a consultant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you remember when Gomez pole him? Enough. He had to be yeah. um about 10 minutes of treatment on the pitch. Ambulance sort of took him off. Uh, yeah. That was at Stoke, wasn't it, from memory?
0: Yeah, I'm just reading about it now. So during the match against Stoke on the 19th of October, you got—I remember that taken out by Gomez. Nothing was bad, but the biggest, the worst injury was um, in the game away against AC Milan, where we won one nil. Was it? or Was it at home? It was at home where we drew nil nil. And yeah. no, it was—it was away. And you got was done
1: a, by um. the off, didn't he?
0: Yeah, like, tackle. Just tried to take his, his foot off at the ankle. Like really bad. And Flamini didn't even get booked for it. It was an awful tackle. Like Choluca could have died, it was that bad.
3: <laughs> but I it was Ch- horrible. It was horrible. horrible. I went I think to- that was the catalyst for Joe Jordan to have to have his after <laughs> it was it that, that was that stirred everything really. That it was that tackle that, you know, all the all the, the handbags at the end, that's that's where it all came from.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think Choluka, like you say, Stato, massively underrated. Like an actual right-back who could defend. And we haven't had many of those. And I, there's a, a lot of focus on the attacking wing-backs now. There's not many who were just there to defend. Like I'd say Ben Davis is a bit more of a defending fullback yeah, yeah. right now. And he about. was absolutely brilliant at that. And because of his pace, he didn't push too far forward. So he's very rarely caught out.
1: A centre-back well, he, a trade, wasn't he, for Croatia? He, he always played centre-half. Yeah, for the national
3: team. When he did get up there, he he could cross the ball as well. It wasn't like he got up there and didn't know what he was doing. He once he got up, if he if he was up there for any, you know, we were pinning the team back, and he he could whip a ball in. Concrete boots help
1: though, Don. You can get a lot of power in them.
0: See, <laughs> 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 so we love Chaluka. I remember going to Croatia at the time when we had the four. Um, Croatia is an amazingly shaped country. If you look at it, it's it's like it's being designed. So Bosnia and Herzegovina just do not have a coastline. If you have a look at it, it perfectly follows Bosnia to the point where, but they do not get a coastline when they they could. Um I'm sure there's a lot of and global it's beautiful
1: politics. coastline as well, isn't it? Some of the most oh, astonishing beaches. This is what I'm
0: saying. We went to Split, as a lot of people do, and then the island of H- Hvar. But then we went to an island called Kortula, which I found uh, very. Enjoyable, but there were fakes there. There were fake spur shirts, only Modric, but there were fake spur shirts. And I'd never seen fake spur shirts before, yeah, I've yeah. never seen them in London. Like you get, I've seen fake West Ham shirts in London, and you see fake Man United and Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. You never see fake spur shirts, but I did in Croatia and I loved it. Can we talk about Modric?
1: Or, yeah, because I, mean, I think he's sorry, go on, go on you. No, go on, go for it. We signed him for $16 million, which which seemed a lot at the time. I mean, that matched our record fee for Ben at the time. Mm. But um he seemed so small and we were, you know, the fan base were worried, you know, would he be able to do it in the Premier League, having come from, you know, the Croatian League, he'd not played elsewhere in Europe.
2: Just um, on, sorry, sorry, Stato, um, just on the signing of Modric, um, and so th- this was 2008, I believe. Yes. So so you're, you're looking at a time which was sort of predating Twitter and all the social media, yeah, everything that happens around social media with a new sign-in. Um, and this was a sign-in that came completely out of nowhere. There, was, there were very little links to Modric in the build-up to us actually signing him. And I rem- remember turning on... Sky Sports News on a Saturday morning or whatever it was and and seeing that we'd agreed to feel a a D a fee sorry of 16 and a half million for him and it it sort of happened out of nowhere and I don't know I don't know if if you'd if you had heard of him before but as you said it seemed like it was a bit of a risk at the time. Well you, you say it was a risk
3: but I I kind of I disagree with that well obviously yeah, we will all disagree with that now. But at the time, we had a director of football. Um, and I Pimoli. believe it was, so yeah, it was Samuel Camoli that we had. And I think it was just smart because that was one of the sign-ins that we, it was agreed before the season had finished. We knew he was coming to us. Um, and it was obviously the, the, first, the first official Premier League transfer of that summer as well. I just thought it was it, it was just genius. It was the type of signing that I, I salivate over. It's so mm. good because you know the player's coming. You know he's coming. You know, you can jump on YouTube and have, have a look at what you've got before he gets there. Um, so, yeah, I think it was that's down to a, a director of football, really. I think someone had done their homework and, and got in there early before anyone else did.
1: Well, because Newcastle were linked with him and that's the only reason I knew of him. And then, you know, bang, Levy had gone out there and it was done. It was signed.
2: I'd I'd argue that we don't actually do that enough now, where now there's, I feel like, maybe we fast forward in 12 years and and, and social media is a lot more prominent, but I feel like we don't do that enough, where we don't go out early enough and identify a target and get them
0: jack clark sesson young i just it's it's one of those ones where you have to sign 20 and one of them will be successful right it's just it yeah yeah. and and we got it i mean i remember when um we sold uh townsend was it 17 million and that. They just said that that's going to pay for the youth development, the whole system for seven years. That's the game that we're playing, and actually, if you have a look at the players we have bought in that vein, like Delhi and Di, between them are more success than we could expect from players like that for for years. Kane, but it's not the same. It's not yeah. like Arsenal when he just knew the French leagues and he had connections with various places in Africa and was able just to pluck. Pluck them out. It's more difficult now because everyone is on social media, and it, like the global network means you don't have to have a physical network as much. You know, it's it's more difficult to do that. I'm not saying you're wrong, Abbas. I don't mean to criticise you. It's just that it's just not as easy anymore. I don't think. Just I think, at, um, Sorry, mate. I
3: think, I think that Luka Modric made me want to. He made me want to sign other 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 Croatian players. I thought that when he came. <laughs> You know, the likes of, you know, I mean, it's all pie-in-the-sky stuff, but, you know, Rakitic has been touted as a player that's leaving Barcelona, and it's because of Modric that I want I want Rakitic to come to Spurs. Yeah. Because of it, I want him to come. I, I can remember another another player, actually, from Dyn- Dynamo Zagreb. Yeah. I, don't know where he, I don't know where he ended up, but he was, like, another a starlet. Was a it That's the one. Yeah, yeah. And again, I was like, yeah, we should get him as well. Yeah, he's one of those players. But for me, you know, it's it's a bit like Dembele in the sense that when you had him, he was an unsung hero in so many games. If you look back and you might have been like, it was all bail. It was all bail. You look back at a game, watch it over the 90 minutes and you look at Modric and what he did and you'll you, you you change your mind in, you know, a quarter of those games where you thought that was just the Bale show. It was actually Modric running running the midfield. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll point back to the um, Taxi for Macon game. You know, that's for me, it was Modric that was pulling the strings in that yeah. game. Yes, Bale was but was doing all the running and making him look silly. But it was moderate shit. was just keeping it ticking over all the time. I mean, um, the other games that I'd like to point out are probably the Liverpool and Bolton games. Um, absolute belters that he Goals. scored. Yeah. And so, also, again, it's a bit of a weird one, but um, I'll never forget it, The 4-4 at the Emirates. Yeah. If you look um where he hit the post, Modric just, ca- I don't know where he got that from, but he came out of nowhere, got just hit hit the post and then obviously Lennon ran it off and scored. Modric,
0: like it's very widely known, is my, my favourite player I've ever seen play at Spurs. I do think I've got roast into spectacles because of how good he is for Real Madrid. And let's not forget, he's the only person in what seems like the last million years to stop Messi or Ronaldo from winning the Ballon d'Or he won best player at the last World Cup I think both of those were just we want to appreciate you, he is, wasn't necessarily the best player in that year or in that World Cup but you just want to appreciate what a what a career he's had because he's legitimately one of the greatest midfielders of the last 20 years and he was obviously growing at Spurs and we we sold him um, I think there's a quote from Zidane about McAuley when Makaleli, they sold Makaleli to Chelsea, Real Madrid sold Makaleli to Chelsea to fund the purchase of Beckham. And Zidane said about Makaleli, why put another layer of gold paint on the Bentley when you're losing the entire engine? Yeah. And that's it with Modric. We often say the pre-assist assist. Um, he he won't in the stats he won't get credited with the assist, but he'll set up the person to set up the assist. He just pulls the strings. And I'm just looking at where he came from. He's actually he was born in what was then Yugoslavia on the on this, on a, in a in a hamlet called Modrici, and I think he's named. our uh, his dad was called Steep Stepe. Modric from Madrid, so I think he's, he's right. named after where he comes from, but he, he was a goat father, he was a goat goat herder when he was younger, um, looked after by his granddad, who was uh, executed during the war, and he fleed, he was a refugee for years and years and years, um, he was in war, he had a tough time, uh, and grew up to be one of the world's greatest footballers, so what a story that man is. I want to say, he... I don't think there's a team in the world that he couldn't improve. I think when you have a look at uh, there's some players where you go you know, you have a look at some of the Bayern players and they'd be lost in the the way Stoke were playing against us at the time Modric was here, but Modric could literally improve any team in the world. I don't think there's any team that he couldn't improve. But I, we, we forget he wanted to leave. He put in a transfer request to go to Chelsea and he was seen yeah. on Abramovich's boat and Spurs fans didn't particularly like him when he came back. I think he left the next season at the, at yeah, the end he of the next. played
1: one more season. Yeah, his fourth season. But he she tried for forty million. We we ended up only getting thirty million for him a year later. But that's by the by.
2: Just yeah. just on that actually, and I'm on his Wikipedia page. Um, but he his quote was, "I spent four great years there with a lot of emotions, with a lot of love from the club and the fans." I enjoyed every moment with Tottenham, but in one moment you feel you need to take a step forward to go to a higher level. I think it was the right time for me to go, but I'll always be thankful to Tottenham for everything they did for me. I became a better player there and they pushed me to this level where I am at the moment. so he 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 looks back on his time at Spurs with fondness, but like you said, guys, it, it's true. he did he did initiate wanting to leave and and there was that hostility.
3: Um, From the fans to Modric in that final season Yeah but I I suppose in a sense At least I'm kind of like At least he told us that he wanted to go Mm -hmm. I know obviously he was tapped up You know he wanted to go And you know what could we do I think the great thing about it at that time Is that we had We had a manager Who was vocal about those sort of situations Um, Mm -hmm. Harry never shied away from the fact that he wanted to go you know, he made it clear, you know, that the player wants to go and that he didn't want him to go, but the player wants to go. And I, I, I prefer situations like that to situations that we've, you know, we've recently had where, you know, we put contracts out there, but you, we know he's going, but nothing's been said. We, you know, and it's, um, is he trying to run the contract down so he can go for nothing and get more money? You know, there, there's those scenarios that we're having to deal with, whereas Modric, it was clear. It was clear. Um, I felt I felt for him because there was there was occasions where Harry had to play him, like you know you, you've got to play, and you can see he wasn't really you're not really going to get the same out of him.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting one because it's it's it, it, I think it's the best and worst of Daniel Levy really. Where it, it's the worst where there's a gentleman's agreement or so called gentleman's agreement in place, which he hasn't sort of following fruit with. But then it's the best of Daniel Levy where he's actually like stuck, like put his fork in the ground and said, right, well, you're not going to Chelsea under any circumstances. You can do what you want. Yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely under, like, oh, like you're just not going there. And he's taken a loss of 10 million or whatever it was. And he's gone <laughs> abroad. Um, so it, it's the best and worst of Daniel Levy there as well.
3: Yeah, I think Modric actually thank Levy in the end, even though probably didn't end well, you know, there was obviously, but you would think that he's gone, well, actually, you've done me a favour here. Um, very similar to um, Haynes' age for uh, Man United, where he wanted he was, he was supposed to be going to, go Liverpool. to Liverpool. Yeah. He said, no, you're not going there. Um, and he ended up at Real Madrid, and I'm sure he probably, like, actually, this is my, this is better than going to Liverpool. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
3: So, what
0: he did, I mean, he won as as many trophies as he did at Spurs within the first thirty six hours of being at Real Madrid because he came on in the Super Cup final two days after he signed. Uh, he replaced Özil of all people in, I think, with about five minutes to go. But I think, you know, my favorite TV show of all time is The Wire, right? And I've I've got a theory that for those of you who know The Wire, I appreciate it, it's about twelve years old now. It's actually the story of Slim Charles, if you remember Slim Charles, because um, they've got all these great main characters, but they all die. And that's the way with the Galacticos. The only Galactico who hasn't really failed in the last 15 years is Ronaldo, right? Whereas Modric has been the most consistent, just the heart of the team, because he's in the background. He's he's not the big one. He's not the yeah, superstar yeah. at the front. He's just there. He's the engine. He makes it. And that's, that is the example that you should set. He just works hard. Uh, and I, th- I think he's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And one of Spurs' greatest ever midfielders. And that is that is high praise, I think, considering who he's up against. For me, talk-
1: sorry, just to go say, on, no, go on. his last year when he did stay was the year we, you know, under uh, Redknapp where we got fourth when we should have got third mm. when Chelsea won the Champions League. So actually, by keeping Modric, we didn't lose £10 million because you couldn't have had a player for £10 million to take you up that level and in fact I mean it was in no way Modric's fault we didn't finish third you know I still blame Redknapp for that I think he took his eye off the ball and he was a bit careless his game management was not just never there um, but and I've also personally I've never had a problem with the player like Modric or Berbatov going off to a bigger club because you know Modric has won four Champions Leagues Berbatov went on and won two Premier League titles if, if we were the biggest elite club in, in Britain, we wouldn't buy a foreign player who's got no proven experience in the Premier League. You let them go to a, a not a middling club, but, you know, a, a higher-up club, do a couple of years, settle in, make their mistakes there, and then you buy them, you pay them more of a premium for it. And, and frankly, that's where we were. Yeah. So I, I personally didn't have a problem with it, and I just enjoyed the time we had, you know, with a with a fine, fine player.
0: And that's it. Realistically, there's not a prospect of trophies at Spurs. Like there's a chance, but there's not r- a real prospect. And who blames him for him wanting to go? It's a bit like Ericsson, Although Ericsson seemed to be a little bit. He, he Modric is was is better than Ericsson was, and I don't think Ericsson is necessarily moved up by going to Inter. I know he's just um, lost, lost the Europa League final, but he got to a final. Um, but it reminds me a bit of that. He wanted to. He wanted to go, and he. He did go. Let's talk about... Um, there's two others he wanted to talk about. So we'll finish on Gomez. But let's talk about Aaron Lennon. I mean, there's no one out there who doesn't love Aaron Lennon. There's no one out there who doesn't love Aaron Lennon. Because he was a light of... He was a light... He was a player, Ryan geo where Spurs fans got excited when he got the ball. And there was no yeah. other player who could match him. There was no player quicker than him in the league at that time. And I quite liked his swagger. He had this He had this like pu- weird, puffy chest massive arse rapid run and he it, it was just exciting it wasn't a huge amount of end product at times that's that's always been the criticism of him
1: because he's a yorkshireman <laughs> <In that> job, <laughs> one yorkshireman's got a big ass, frankly and it helps them in so, sport I, it's a, a you know a known thing
0: <laughs> climbing hills it, all the
3: uh,
1: time i don't
3: know if it was the season it must have been the season we signed him but i i we signed john bostock i think in season, and Martin Yole, we I went to a game. I I got a ticket to to go to Stamford Bridge to watch us play. I don't even know why I went in there. I just you know I was actually like I don't want to go because I know we're going to lose, but well I'll go anyway. And, um, Bostock got injured, and Martin Yole, was you know where we were sitting. We could see him at the touchline, sort of just we're thinking what's he going to do, and he brought on Aaron Lennon. Anyway, I think we lost the game like two one, but I'm telling you, from that one game, I came back and was thinking, this guy is like, he's rapid, absolutely rapid, and yeah. even at that age, even at that age, he walks around. As ASD said, he walks around with this swagger. Like I'm honestly, he, you'd think he plays like Messi. The <laughs> way he walks, is, he's got it's just it's just walk that he's got. Like he's got attitude. Um, yeah, and I know you obviously like. I'm not I don't know if it's because he's from Leeds and he's, you know, maybe come from like maybe an estate kind of background, but he does walk like his shit doesn't stink. He's is that <laughs> like, he's mad. He's mad because you know it, it, with all the, with all the the speed that he's got, I I love I love Aaron Lennon, but I I wanted so much more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was one of the games I know it was a, I think it was an FA Cup game or it might have been a League Cup game where Yo deployed him as a number ten, I think, and he he looked good. He looked as if he could do it. I, I thought we had something else on our hands and I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that. I, I really do feel like he's a quality player. Um three hundred and sixty four appearances for us. I'm not I'm not battering him in that. sense oh, that's way. insane, isn't it? I just, I just feel like he could. It felt as if he could have gone to the next level. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how, but I just look at him and think there's certain things that he would do in the game. And like me, you know, for instance, his shooting. I remember he even, he would, he started taking corners under Yol. I think Y'all was trying to get things out of him, like you're taking corners today, maybe trying to improve. Certain elements of his game, but it never uh, I think from a shooting point of view, it never really got there and it and he at some point during his career at Spurs, he realized that, and it was more about look just give it to someone else, and I tell you what and a perfect example of that is the a c Milan game that's that's a perfect example oh, don't. Of, you know of just like going going through players and you're thinking. You know, any other player would just go and shoot shoot that goal, but Aaron Lennon obviously just squared it, and he had it. He, after, if you if you listen to the interview, he always had that on his mind to square it. He didn't know who was going to be there, didn't know Crouch was going to run for his life to get to that ball, but he always had it in his mind that he was going to square it and not yeah. score, and that's 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 kind of where he got to in the end.
0: Surely his the the goal he yeah. his goal. I'm sure it must be the fourth, the four-four, right? That's then, that's the goal.
2: Sorry, uh, AC, exactly I was just I was just going to mention it, but he also scored the winner against Chelsea when we won two-one as well. Yeah. And it was the first time we beat them in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, I believe he also got the second um against Arsenal at home when when Bale went round the keeper first. Oh, don't. And then Lennon went did exactly the same thing about a minute and a half later. Two into, yeah. The vision,
1: and it was so just the
2: most craziest. Two minutes of North oh, London Derby God. football.
0: So that that game, that's the game that I've that's the goal I've gone most crazy for. That and the actually the cane header. I was with you, Don, in the south stand. Uh, the Kane header yeah. in his first North London Derby. But that that because it was identical. There's an amazing view. We always talk about it. There's an amazing if you search for Lennon goal from the stands on YouTube. Yeah. There's an amazing view from the someone's recording it on their phone because they're they recording from the south stand, which is obviously next to the away fans and the old ground, are uh, singing at the Arsenal fans and then suddenly it pans round and you can see Scott Parker's gone hard in Santi Cazorla and nice. has got the ball and I think, is it he who plays it forwards or is it Holtby plays it through splits the defence and Lennon's in and you know it's going to be a goal then because there's about 10 metres of space where no one's in it, that was one of the great days of my life and I ended up in I think it was four or five rows forward. I'd blood all over my legs because um, I was in the east lower in the corner for that game, and the, the the seats in the east stand were quite close together. And when you stood, the back of the seat in front of you was right in your shin. And shin because every
1: way. always yeah.
0: <laughs> schoolboy era. Oh God, that that was a game.
1: So my endearing memory of Lennon and I, I was at Lennon's Premier League debut. Actually, he played for Leeds against us when he was 16 and about four months Gee. so you know he signed for us two seasons later um because they got relegated in that first season of his he did a year of the championship and and then they sold him because uh, they needed the money but i think my dear in memory of lennon and it was a player you just loved because he excited you yeah. but was a sort of archetypal spurs goal around them was lennon absolutely bombing it down the wing and robbie Keane running from the halfway line so slow, but trying to keep up. <laughs> and, and Lennon would have to sort of, you know, get to the byline and then knock it back to the edge of the box. By which time Keane would just about be getting there and then lash it in. Um, but yeah, I just—it's like you said, 364 games. He was there ten seasons. In in this modern true. day, that's pr- that's pretty much one of the last players that'll ever do that. He's you a know, free he's agent. A though, yeah. who signed, not someone who grew up and stayed at your yeah. club because that's where they were from and always stayed. You know, we signed him and he stayed ten years. And and in fact it became apparent later that he'd been having his own mental health problems and, and probably a, a transfer helped him um, you know, with that because it, you know, hadn't gone as well at the end, you know, for Tottenham. But um just a player just you remember so fondly and and, and just remember you know, Spurs, an old fashioned it? winger. And yeah. and, and the... again,
2: sorry, sorry, SD. Uh, I
0: I that's the thing is he's sort of been outdated now in the in the in the three or the four, yeah. two, three, one. He is a four, four, two winger. Ryan yeah. Giggs, Konchelskis, Lennon. Like that, that's his mould. Uh, I mean, not Ryan Giggs, that's, that's lofty, lofty airs, But and it's just a bit of a shame. And he's a free agent now. He's still only 33, same age as Lionel Messi. But everyone's talking about Messi and not Aaron Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Uh sorry mate, Abbas, anything or yeah, do you no, want to talk about no, Gomez
2: no. no, I just wanted to say quickly on Aaron Lennon as well, actually. Um I believe he was one of the first players to come out and actually talk about his mental health issues, which I thought was um it was quite nice to break that stigma as well around especially around like male mental health as well as you know sportsmen and and, and you know they they are sports people actually are just like us, so, like, normal people and they and they they too suffer from you know anxiety and depression and whatnot so it was really nice to have someone come out and say actually look you know it happens to us too yeah
0: for sure it's yeah you've got to think remember footballers are young very young men like I look back to when I was a graduate and my first job at Walker Media I was an idiot and I was 21 these players are shoved into the limelight at 16 17 18 often from working class backgrounds so no education in finance or how to manage themselves through the family and things like that and it's 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 no wonder that they go off the rails or they do things that, that damages them and it was re- I'm really proud to be part of a club that supported him through that they probably could have done better but I'm really happy for him that he was able to bring it to the forefront and show mm-hmm. men particularly the working class, typical football support. It's all right to talk and not be okay sometimes. So I think that's a really powerful thing. It's a good yeah. thing to bring up. Um, now, can we talk about the love of my life? Um, the man I'd let meet my wife is Jarelio Gomez. Now, mm-hmm. we talk about him a lot. Uh, will it, will, we've talked about the from the sublime to the ridiculous, so we won't touch that. Uh, what If I said Jarelio Gomez, what's your memory of Jarelio Gomez?
1: Knocking us out of the UEFA Cup when he played for the PSV. <laughs> Saving, Didn't he save from Jenis and Chimbonda?
0: That's what, well, yeah. Uh, he's a great keeper. That's the first yeah. and foremost. Oh, he's, a, he's a brilliant goalkeeper. Uh, and I think the fact that he's gone to Watford doesn't, I don't think that shows him in the fair light. I think he was an absolutely brilliant goalkeeper. Like we often say, you know, all goalkeepers. Keeper should be a shot stopper, but he would save you a few points per season just by making by stopping the shots that others wouldn't. Um had a crazy throw distribution. I could throw it beyond the halfway line.
2: Amazing throw of the ball. He he was one where I'd rather have him throw it than kick it. Yeah. Now he
1: instincts were so good. If if he didn't have to think about what he had to do, like if if, if if your daughter's three rolled the ball back to him underarm, yeah. I think he'd somehow let it through his legs or dive over it. But you know, a, a point blank header, he would somehow tip over the bar. And I mean, I just remember some of the most astonishing saves I've seen were, were made by Gomez. Yeah. Um. But like you say, that that minute against Blackpool where he saves the penalty and then goes for a corner and then he gives away a penalty, it just kind of epitomised. Yeah. You know, the, the brilliance and the madness all in one.
2: Didn't he yeah. do something similar against Chelsea as well, where he, I think he made a a, a ridiculous save from Didier Drogba and then gave away a penalty very shortly after? Exactly. It, 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 was in a, it was in a home it, game.
3: It, yep. was not, it was the other way round, though. Like, he gave the penalty away right at the end of the game, but then saved it, I think. He
0: Against uh, Chelsea, he definitely... Lampard had a shot against him and it went through Gomez, but then Gomez definitely got it back off the line. But Bingered it was given, it,
1: didn't he? Yeah, he was it, and he got given, which yeah. with goal line technology or VAR now would not have been the case. But
0: that was a yeah. bad one. He was in goal for our destruction of Red by Real Madrid as well, wasn't he? The 5 0 that was that was a shocker.
2: I, I believe he was at 4 for one of the Ronaldo goals as well, wasn't he? Where he yeah, yeah. sort of slipped under his arms or something.
1: Yeah, was sent off in the San Siro, didn't he? 4-0 uh, <laughs> down, or 3-0 down, and then they they scored from it, didn't they?
0: Oh, yeah, that uh, that was Kudicini, bad. Uh,
1: Kudicini started to come on.
0: Modric came off, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're um, right. See so what I'd totally forgotten? That he went on loan. We signed Lloris, and we already had Friedel. We just sold Kudicini, but we had Lloris and Friedel. So he went on loan to Hoffenheim. I totally forgot about that, and then yeah, broke right, his... Broke his hand or something, so he he left early. He didn't play for him much, and then he came back for a season. Then went to. Seems
1: to have the lowest pain threshold of any goalkeeper I've ever known. He he often yeah, has a lot he, of treatment. Yeah, he was lightweight. He definitely. I can
3: also. I mean, I don't know if you recall his sort of um before games. I I, I only remember it from home games, but when yeah. he uh, he came out, uh, there was this ritual that he had. Of touch, I don't know. Using like his forearm, or was so tall that he would jump and hit and touch the crossbar with both arms. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he'd he'd give it yeah. A... <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, yeah he's, But again, he's 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 um. I like him because I you can tell that he was definitely for the cause. He's definitely a character in the dressing room, a likable character. Not just in our dressing room, but I think even for Brazil, he. Um, I, I I watched a, a documentary on. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was I think it was on ESPN, and they'd said that you know I know although he didn't play that many times for Brazil, he was good for the squad. Um, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was definitely a likable character. Um. He would never get any games, and in fact, I think there were keepers that came in behind him. And claimed number one spot for Brazil. Mm. But yeah. yet he still played yeah. as part of the, the squad because they, they just liked having him around.
0: He's another one that falls very firmly into the players that t- fans just love. He was just like, he's proper Tottenham. He's a flawed genius. I, I don't think Modric was ever loved like that. I think he was respected, but he wasn't loved like Lennon was. Or, or certainly not like Gomez was but then we had a, a, a very lovable team then like Dawson was in it we had the, just low, Defoe was in it people just there's a team that where I think there was a real identity in that team um, any more on Gomez? No
1: no, no. Um, just so fondly remembered and, and much enjoyed
3: yeah for sure yeah, solid yeah, three yeah, seasons right. of you
1: know, first choice goalkeeper
3: yeah definitely good uh, but but weak like as you said Stato, I think you know there's there's too many times where he would just he'd go down and you would think what's going on and and, there, and as a result of it he, when he'd get up you could tell that there was a goal coming like they would exploit the fact that he was injured and and yeah. you know, 9 to 10 they would they would score um he couldn't just bite his lip and just like pretend it didn't happen um he's, he he would roll about and I didn't like that. I really didn't. But he, again, very likable character on his day. Fantastic shot stopper. And it was very instinctive um, shots as well. You know, players that would just snap at the ball. Think, oh, it's, that's going in. Gomez would save it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the fixture list. So is that we we
0: always look forward to it, and we always look forward to when we're playing Arsenal. So we are playing Arsenal fifth of December at home. Saturday three o'clock game, but although that may be subject to moving depending on the Europa well,
1: League. It's a UEFA week anyway, so with definitely one of them, the clubs being in the Europa League, that would have to be a Sunday.
0: And March thirteenth on a Saturday, we're playing them away. Um, I mean, the first the f- our first game, Everton, then Southampton, Newcastle. That's all right. It's it's December, isn't it? It's
2: yeah, it's 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 the winter period of about it's about eight games where in no, the league too, yeah. and, and, and potentially um the Europa League it looks like it would be quite difficult yes in um, so November but, can I just yes, read them sorry.
0: out mate so November yep. 21st City at home Chelsea away a week later Arsenal at home a week later Palace away a week later four days later Liverpool away uh, three days later Leicester at home then Wolves uh, and then Fulham and Leeds but fairly horrendous
1: Big problem yeah. at the start is oh. these bloody Europa League games. I mean, oh, See Chelsea letting us down yet again, meaning we have to play in the qualifying rounds. That's three games in the first four midweeks of the season, I think it is. And me. one of those weeks, there's the League Cup, um, our first round of the League Cup. So we'll play Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or you know, presumably one of those will be Sunday. But...
0: but we- would you have just a dedicate? Would you go out the Carabao Cup for a start, uh, just to ease us? And then would you have a dedicated Europa League and just say, look, Lamella, oh, we can't do Parrot because apparently he's gone on loan to Millwall. But you know, oh. like, <laughs> have? Would you just have a complete? <laughs> we do second. need to explain that. Oh, just on the the WhatsApp group. It's it's doing my head in. I I brought it up. <laughs> I, I broke the news that uh, Parrot. Was going on loan to Millwall, and now every day is about five people who just repeat it like a parrot. And uh, it's fresh yeah. news every day. And fresh news every day. It's
1: good and business it's money every day.
0: It's good business for them. Um, do we, Do you have a separate team? But what do we do with the
1: team? How do we rotate? I, I well, Mourinho's won it with United, so you know he, he takes it seriously. But I suspect <laughs> the early stages, you know, could be quite comfortable there'll be some teams in there that you don't want to be drawn against but we're likely to be seeded in every element of the draw the only part is where we get to the point where there are champions of some of the sort of middling european nations who get a sort of higher ranking seed Mm. than us because they go down the champions path and, and you know we're we're not but um yeah we we should get through the the preliminaries and then it's the group stages where it's about squad management, and you know, there'll be times when it helps us. You'll have someone who hasn't played for three weeks. We can't get them a game in the Premier League. They'll be playing, you know, every other week in in the Europa League. So, is there anyone I'm sort of you're seeing it as a positive? You'd rather be in Europe than not. Sure. I think. I don't know. Is there anyone you're excited to see that is now going to be given an opportunity? Uh, no, not especially. It's <laughs> just everyone will get more football. You know, there's. There's like, so many fixtures condensed because of the nature of this season anyway. And then, you know, there's no gaps. There's just no gaps because we're starting I, I, a month later, nearly.
2: I think I just, for me, um, Sirkin at left-back is someone to look, look at. Um, he's a youngster. Um, by by all everything I've heard um, coming from various social media channels, he is someone who could potentially be someone for the future so hopefully someone like him will get enough game time in the Europa League to push him forward and you know we sort of that's a position that we do sort of need to address so if we can fast track his development into someone who is off first team potential now's a good time for it
0: yeah there's a few names you've heard about the place aren't there there's Jamie Bowden, Serkin, there's Fagan Walcott. there's Anthony Giorgio, who seems to be around for ages, Brooklyn Leons Foster, who else is there? Marsh, um, Jack Rolls scores goals, obviously Maurizio Pochettino is there. that would few... be weird. That will be weird. There's <laughs> just a few players who are here, Sterling as well, who, oh yes, yeah, so Shiloh Tracy and Harvey White, there's just a few here, who, I'm excited to say, mate, I'm, I'm excited to see a bit more of um, uh, what's his face, Jack Clark. I'm excited to see on play. I'm excited. I like Lamella when he's in the smaller games. I'm excited to see.
1: I mean, he Boy- could end up in a sort of, if not captaincy role, but you know, strong yeah, leader sure. in yeah. a in a team. You know, you know, gets to come off the bench on the, on the weekend in the Premier League and and sort of you know plays a a playmaker role on you know on a Thursday night.
0: Yeah, I think Sun Sun just seems to just have energy for days. I think we're going to see loads of him, and he. I, I just think he's going to score loads of it's goals. It's just
1: a striker. You've just got to worry that Kane cannot and will not play every game in no. in this season. If no. it were Champions League, it's different. You, you know, you and we don't rest for you know in some of the weaker Premier League games, but the Europa League is a lower level. You're looking at, at lower placed teams. We definitely need a second striker for this.
0: I just say, I love the Europa League. I can't tell you how much I... I love going to see these teams that you'll never see otherwise. Like if I, in my amazing football sheet, if I put in the teams that... And it's, it's like 20 quid, you know? It's 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 cheap to go, or it was cheap to go. Yeah. So like, the teams I've seen, Hearts, Shamrock Rovers, Rubin Kazan, Powak, Maribor, Basel, FC Sheriff, Anzi Makalakalaka, Dnipro, Limassol, Andelect, and then obviously you've got like Fiorentina into Monaco, but
3: Lazio. What, what, what was the team that we What was the team that we went to see? Um I didn't see, I, if I put it in my notes. Um,
0: no, I'm just... If the I, Nomnia, in my notes. My girls.
3: <laughs> I think it was a Croatian team. I don't know why, but I think it was a Croatian team. Well,
0: we've only played Dinamo Zagreb, and that I was I think it, it might have been Lazio, late. mate, because I remember, well, because the Lazio fans have been racist. I remember us talking about it.
1: Are we talking no, Europa League, Don? Like, yeah,
3: it was definitely Europa.
0: Was and it I can remember going
3: back. We were. What was it?
1: Sorry, say that again. Yeah, we played Denipro. Um, Denipro, maybe one at home. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it might have been them. I can remember walking back to Seven Sisters, though. But again, oh, yeah. they were I like I like it because you get that sort of those small teams come with like, you know, just their ultras. Yeah, it's uh, brilliant. If you remember, they were just sort of really jumpy in that one corner of the ground. Um, and again, I think, it's uh, as you said, it's 20 quid. It's not it's, it's, it's 20 quid. Um, I can remember sometimes, like, you know, if we were winning 3-0, just thinking, let's just, I could leave, like, 15 minutes early. It yeah. only cost me 20 quid. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just, I'll go. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually enjoy it. And I think um, that, you know, it's less pressure. Um, again, a, a chance to see players that we wouldn't normally see. Um, and I'm hoping that some players are actually, will be born out of this, out of this campaign. Sure. Because of the amount of games that we've got. You can see that, um, you know, you mentioned a a roster of of youth that he's got. The bridge between, you know, that first team with Ledley coming in means that we're gonna, we should see more of that. You know, um, there's a new a new setup with with Ryan Mason, so I'm hoping this sort of um, conveyor belt might produce, you know, I'm I'm not expecting to be, you know. Harry Kane in one season, but I could I could see some players, you know, coming in with a bit more confidence um, and having having star roles in some games, and you know that's what you want to see. Tanganga, for instance, we saw a little bit of that last season. We, we've got you know you don't have to rely on uh, on Toby. You know he could he could just be for the league, and we can just you know draw for Tanganga. Um, so yeah, it's. it's, it's it is definitely exciting as long as we hold on to those players i think i don't want to see them go out on loan with so many games i'd like to see us front load the squads just literally have us, have lots of players yeah. around to, yeah
0: that's what i'm saying like they almost have a separate team for the europa league and just have like this is the 11 that are going to be playing in the europa league and so they can you can expect to start if there's a game we need to win we might bring in Sun or kane or whatever but this is this is the team you are. This is your development for this year. Um, yeah, love the Europa League. Last thing we've got to talk about: the Amazon documentary comes out in a few days, so this will come out what Tuesday, Wednesday. The documentary is coming out on Monday, where Amazon have had the cameras in the back room all throughout last year. They've got the sacking of Pochettino. They've got uh, Jose coming in. They've got us crashing out the Champions League to Leipzig. They've got us. Finishing mid table. Are you looking forward to it? What? How are you feeling about it? Um,
2: it's it's an interesting one because it, it's one of those. It's going to be one of those things where you love to hate it. Um. So what I mean by that is you're you're going to watch every single second of it, but you're going to lament most of the things that you see within that documentary. Um. Th- there was that. There was that little. Um little trailer that was doing the rounds that I think I sent on the whatsapp group about
0: Troy Parrott going to Millwall
2: (laughs) apart from that um, (laughs) it was um of Jose Mourinho talking to the team and saying you know at the moment you're a bunch of nice you know CUNTs but you know you need to be nasty and and I think something like that it it sort of gives you a really interesting like like concept into what things are behind the scenes and and what actually happens behind the scenes so you know we as fans look at games where the team hasn't performed well and they've been turned over by Brighton 3-0 and you know we think right that was that was pants they don't care for the shirt they don't care for this but now we're actually going to see what was the fallout behind the scenes and I think whether you're neutral or not it's going to make for compulsive viewing
0: it's makes me think of when there's a crash on the motorway sometimes nothing's happened and you're sort of rubbernecking and but you can see that there's a fire you can see there's been destruction there's a pile up you can see it in the distance you know it's going to be grim and so that's what you're doing as as you get closer you're going oh I shouldn't really be watching this and then you get there and you go Oh God, this is this is bad. I'm really worried. I was really embarrassed by the marketing that Amazon did, but where they they've put up a billboard by Stamford Bridge, going with a picture of it, going, "Ever wonder what your ex is up to?" And I just think, oh, they're just about to sign like five quality players. They, uh, oh, it's just a bad thing because his exes, their exes, what? Leading us to crashing out the Champions League and leading us to a mid-table finish, like that's what is that, that their ex was up to. It just feels a bit like they're trying to be Paddy Power and they haven't really thought through. I don't know. We just, I just, it makes us a bit of a laughingstock. It just, it's just a shame. It's not the year before, to be honest. But then maybe actually it is a good year because we just get to see everything that's gone on in a really dark year. It's I'll tell you what will be interesting is how um, how much it's been sanitised by the Spurs PR department. I'd, I'd, I'm hoping that it hasn't been too much, but we'll see. I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, my take. I got mine short and sweet, guys. I'm just not. I'm just not gonna watch it. I don't know why. I just. I decided a long time ago. I just don't. Not that you know. It took me a while to get over Podestino. Um, I'm not sure what I'm gonna get out of it. I've always thought to myself, why do I need to watch that? Guys gone. We didn't win anything. You know. Yeah. I mean it's it's yeah. that's that's how I feel. I don't. You know. Even. Even with, I might have watched it if we didn't have this pandemic because you would have got maybe you'd have got more out of it. But I just feel like I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I might change my mind, but I at this Mate, point I'm not, I'm not waiting for Tuesday for it to come out. Put it that way. Yeah.
0: I promise you, you are going to watch it because I do this with Chelsea games. I, I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. I hate them. I hate it. It's too tense. I hate it, and then I watch it, and we lo- We win when that happens, but. Uh as yeah, soon yeah.
1: as i heard it happened i said no good can come of this <laughs> it's and so true. i'm still that's my mantra for my exact same feelings as don there's nothing that can drag me kicking and screaming to watch that nothing i've got so much other stuff i'd rather watch <laughs> um you know the anelka or documentary anything's good anything. that is a good documentary yeah. I, i've well, learned yeah. so much
0: about that man Anyway,
1: can we just very quickly talk about the two new signings? Yeah, um, Hoiberg, fifteen million from Southampton. Yep. The kind of player that we we need.
0: Yeah, signed for the stats. I think he'll be very useful for us. I, and with our fixture list now, I, I can't. I hate players who can't pass. And the, the rumors are that he's a pretty awful passer. But you can't argue with his interceptions and his yeah, yeah. defensive work. No problem with that. You?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, people, Southampton fan I know says he doesn't score enough he gets booked too much i don't think he understands what the bloke's role is then <laughs> do you know what i mean um, yeah. and joe hart on 27 and a half grand a week something says to me he's there to cajole you know Gazaniga along but joe thinks he can impress enough to do it because i assume he's on a massive you know performance bonus but if he does get to play
0: homegrown player So tick that box. He's played more games than more Premier League games than Hugo Lloris. He's a winner. Uh, He's been through. He's seen these demons face to face and now he's at the other side. Um, I don't see how this is a losing situation for Spurs. I think this is absolutely brilliant.
2: I agree.
1: I agree. It was actually something I was, I wanted to say, but did get the opportunity when we talk about Lennon, how much of an influence Edgar Davids had when he signed, not just on the pitch, but day-to-day on the training ground to see the level that elite players have to put in. And do you know what? Joe Hart's won everything in England that you could win. So maybe it will increase the levels, you know, from, from our boys. So, um, yeah, definitely a positive. Um, don't, don't know how much we'll see of him. Yeah, yeah but brilliant.
3: like you said, it's more about what he does in the dressing room and yeah, again, we just, you know, it's something that we need. We need more sort of homegrown players around. Um, I don't know, was, was, Joe, was Joe Hart the number one when Kane sort of broke into the England squad? He's he's he was the like, number one there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there could be a good connection there. You know, um, I, I like it. I mean, I at first, I'll be honest with you, at first I was thinking, well, you know, he's washed up, but he's a player that like you say he's been there he's done that the experience is there um we can rebuild him we could actually this could yeah. be a masterstroke in the sense that we i feel yeah. like we could get a, actually get a player back to where he was um which would be fantastic really i think you know if this works out the way it should work out then um you know we could see a lot of other players thinking yeah, you know this is you know Tottenham are doing great things not just for players that you know are at the top of their game but they can actually you know make players better that weren't mm. you know that weren't as good. so um we need more I'd, I'd like to end it on that and for what i'm saying is that we need some more players in that's not enough for me i think that you know i'd like to see another two maybe three signings that striker, come in right back Callum mm. wilson anyone
1: yeah it's yep.
2: got yep. to be
1: striker hasn't there yeah i take I'd
2: it
0: have but have what i would say is
2: what I would say is the transfer window I believe closes on the sixth of October or the fifth of October. Yes, so not... there's a lot of time and there's a lot of water to pass under that transfer window bridge. So it's not it's not it's not a necessity that all signings need to be completed in the next week or two. So there is a bit more time. True. And 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 with and you know with Daniel Levy, we'll be going right up until the eleventh hour trying to find Callum Wilson at eleven forty nine or fifty nine.
0: Or oh, the fifth. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping Getson Fernandez is is a bit like a new signing. Like I, I think the world has changed, and we're not going to sign him for 50 million euros at the end of this period. Well, that may be renegotiated based on how well he performs. He played at right back in the game against Ipswich the other day. Which is
1: how's gone? I keep seeing pictures of him in a obviously you know photoshopped in a AC Milan shirt and talk of him not yet. mean on the verge, but not yet. No, not no,
2: yet. Not no. Yet.
0: No one's asked me to drive him yet, so I'm assuming he hasn't gone. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> I will drive him. Um, any other business, Chance?
1: That's all for uh,
2: me. That's all, but that's we all. will be having a Echoes of Glory fan- football fantasy um, league going again this year, um, yes. it, which will be tweeted by, I believe, Jack at some stage. Um, so please do join, guys.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll definitely give you a sh- give that a shout out. Next. We'll do a proper pre-season with predictions next week but otherwise it just leaves me to say dave wilson uh much love to you and obviously your daughter joanna and your family and don't forget whatever happens the future's bright the future's really won't come on you spurs
4: i always thought there was very
1: very many people interested in football and i always thought that football was a very important game but i never
4: realized until today just how important it is whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion.
1: Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world.
4: We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat-trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up.
1: Rafael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite
3: a
4: game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe, and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blanche Ardelis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.